This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So the Office of the Public Protector says that uh, the suspended public protector advocate Busisiwe Mkweba and his claims about her legal funding are untrue. The office has also rejected Ms. Mkwebani's uh, suggestion that it deliberately intended to frustrate her right to legal representation. Earlier this week, Ms. Mkwebani said that she could not continue to take part in the inquiry because her legal team had not been paid in full yet uh, um, since December. Let's speak to um, Managing Director at USA Prudentia, uh, Special Counsel Benedict Piri joins us on the line. Good morning to you and thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, Titi, and thank you for having me. All right, so there's a number of issues that come to light here, but maybe let's first deal with what is the public protector, Advocate Mkwebani, in this case I'm talking about, um, what is she entitled to in terms of legal, we know that the courts rule that she is entitled to legal representation, but the public protector's office seems to hold the view that her being entitled to legal representation does not mean that her, the office needs to pick up the tab for it. Yeah, I think um, it's a little bit more nuanced because, Mm. uh, you know, um, as a matter of principle and as a general sort of uh, ingoing proposition, people like Advocate Mkwebane or directors of companies or, you know, uh, people that play, you know, big roles in in entities are usually afforded uh, the ability to be indemnified for legal costs arising out of legal proceedings uh, for their role or the or the performance of their duties, um, and that's important to allow people the freedom to do their job uh, without fear of you know court proceedings being launched against them. Obviously, uh, if you've been grossly negligent, you know people shouldn't pick up that that cost. So there was an agreement between the public protector's office and Busisu Mkwebana's legal team that they would pay for reasonable costs. And the costs have to be reasonable in respect of the public protector's office because they're governed by the Public Finance Management Act Mm. and Treasury regulations, which requires that any costs for consultants or other services are done within a prudent framework and they're budgeted for. And I think the issue here is that um, uh, Advocate Mkwebane's uh, lawyers, according to the public protector's office, Mm. have not billed in accordance with the Treasury guidelines and the you know Public Finance Management Act guidelines that the Public Protector's Office has put in place. Mm. So it's what, not what, just simply yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's, it's not just simply. You just finish that thought. Yeah, so it's not simply that you know they can't pick up the tab. I think they can pick up the tab provided that it is reasonable and it's justifiable. Okay. Because obviously it is an institution that has uh, is is utilizing public funds. So that whole issue about what is reasonable, I mean, what are we applying, the reasonable man test here? Or or maybe perhaps I would touch on what these guidelines would say. I don't know whether you would know the specifics of what the uh, public protector guidelines say in terms of what they will pay. Because I'm thinking if I'm counsel and my fees are my fees, they don't change according to client. Well, you know, we do some work for um, entities that are governed by the public Finance Management Act, mm-hmm. um, and at, at the onset, um, as a legal firm, we are asked to agree to a tariff structure. Uh, uh, so we will say that 
people at a certain seniority, we will bill them out at a certain hourly rate. We will charge for photocopies at a certain rate or telephone calls, etc. Um, and what the public protector's office is saying is that there hasn't been justifications coming from the legal representatives where it appears that they've built outside of that tariff structure. But certainly the legal firm would have been um, engaged on a contractual basis mm. uh, and, and actually had to agree to tariff structures up front before taking on any instructions from that office. And now what about the idea? Because there's something else that came out in the lengthy statement that came from the public protector's office is that, uh, um, you know, they were making the point that no, because what happened the other day in Parliament was that uh, Ms. Mkwebani seemed to suggest that her legal team would not be able to proceed with the with the with the hearings there because they hadn't been paid. And then uh, the office of the public protector says that in terms of the legal practice rules, no legal practitioner shall fail or refuse to carry out or continue a mandate on the ground of non-payment of fees and disbursements. Just uh, more on that, if you just explain that. Yes, um, you know, so we do have, uh, the primary obligation is obviously to the client and to the law um, and to ensure that justice is done when you're representing your client. So it's never an excuse to say that you haven't been paid uh, unless your withdrawal is actually in a timely manner um, and it doesn't hamper the proceedings. So mm-hmm. I think the, prob- the, the, the allegation here from the public protector's office is that, well, firstly, it's only 30% of the bill that remains unpaid, um, and there's been constant efforts to meet the bill. And secondly, um, it might not necessarily be ideal given the circumstances, and the circumstances being there's ongoing conversations around the mm-hmm. payment of the bill, and it hasn't been that the public protector's office has just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So there might be a risk. I mean, this, the legal representatives may be inviting a potential complaint to the Legal Practice Council uh, around any, you know, the stopping of their services at a critical point yeah. in the Section 194 inquiry. Because I'm wondering who, in the case where, you know, they are, the, the legal team here is un, has not been paid here, who do they have an action against? I mean, because their client is not the office of a public protector, but is a rather advocate Busisiwe Mkweban. It, it seems that... Or oh, is it actually, both? It, it, it seems that they, um, the public protector's office has agreed uh, to settle these fees directly with the legal representatives um, on the basis of uh, y- y- the fact that public... Um, Busisuam Kwebana doesn't have to first pay them. Um, and it seems there's an agreement in place if I read the public protector's office mm. uh, uh, statement. So it seems that they actually have a right to demand these fees from the public protector's office directly mm. in terms of the agreements that were reached between the parties. Mm. And what about all these other interlocutory, if I can, if they, I don't know whether you can just still term them that in the case of an inquiry, applications that have been that have been happening. I mean, there's been so many challenges, things that have happened within this inquiry as well, like a recusal applications that all serve to extend the lifespan of this inquiry and also means that you're racking up more hours and more billing hours. I think that is, that is definitely what has happened because the public protector's office is saying, you know, the fees are almost double what has been budgeted for mm. um, and they haven't received a revised budget for going forward. Um, and certainly, you know, if you look at the beginning of this matter, firstly, there was the high court proceedings uh, before the actual inquiry proceeded uh, and then there was the inquiry itself and then all the... Uh, interlocutory applications, as you say, while the inquiry is ongoing. And 
uh, certainly I believe that that has actually pushed up uh, the fees. Um, and there will be a question around a litigation strategy. Usually when you uh, work for a PFMA institution, mm. you're required to put up a litigation strategy up front to say this is how we're going to deal with the matter and okay. this justifies our activities uh, going forward. So uh, I think there are hard conversations around what has happened to what you had budgeted, what was the strategy going forward, um, and, and why are we in a different place to what we initially thought was going to happen. Benedict Piri is a president is uh, joining us on the line. There he is, of course, managing director of Youth Prudential Special Counsel. Appreciate your time and your insights as always. Thank you, Titi. You've been listening to a Power ninety eight point seven podcast. For more podcasts, visit power nine eight seven dot co dot za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.